Welcome to this special episode of Talk Commerce Tech Edition. Welcome to this Tech Edition episode of Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they live in. This week we interview Christian Munch, Head of Development for N98 in Germany. We talk a little about the history of Mage Run, the Swiss army knife of Magento. Brent tells us how it saved him so much time. We talk about Magento and headless commerce, and Christian helps us understand some alternatives to just going headless with a single app. We talk about other apps and how they connect with Magento. This is an exciting episode and a must listen to. Don't miss it. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. Talk Commerce is brought to you by eWay Corp. Cloud is a new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. eWay Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P dot com. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this special tech edition of Talk Commerce. Today I have Christian Munch. Munch? He'll, <laughs> he'll, uh, pr- he'll correct my pronunciation in a minute here. Coming from Germany today, uh, Christian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and maybe one of your passions. Yeah, may, maybe you know me because I'm the developer of, of one fam- yeah, famous tool. It's called uh, N98 Matron. <laughs> That's, uh, most people know the tool. Maybe they know me. <laughs> but uh, my professional job is I'm, I'm the head of development so of um, a German Magento agency. So we are 100% focused on Magento. So my daily business is everything about Magento <laughs> and Adobe. <laughs> yeah, and um, I have also a family and I love my family and I'm very interested in other stuff. So like football, <laughs> 
of Docker <laughs> uh, or Linux. Good, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I know that uh, the most famous thing that you've developed in the past was the Majron tool, and uh, we won't go into a lot of detail on that, but basically it's the Swiss army knife for Magento and I used it for years and years, and then it came out as Mage Run 2 for Magento 2 uh, <laughs> and extended all kinds of tools for developers to do everything you could possibly imagine uh, for Magento uh, from the command line. So tell us a little bit about why you decided to do that and what was your inspiration for doing that? Yeah, I got, I got this question several times and um, it's interesting to know there was never, ever an intention to, to build a tool like Matron. <laughs> so it's, it's one day after a long, hard working work day, <laughs> I, I had the idea to discover the symphony components. And uh, so PHP components. And, and if you develop, uh, you all, yeah, always see this hello world examples in, in the documentation. I think hello world is, is not what I want, but it's better to have an, an, a real goal you want to reach. And um, so I had the idea to, to use the symphony components and to try to connect um, an existing Magento 1 project because Magento 1 had no good uh, CLI tool at this moment. And so I tried it and carefully it was really simple to, to bootstrap Magento in Magento 1. So you had to, to require only one file in your PHP code and uh, call Mage app. And then you are, you are good to go to work with Magento 1. So it was really easy. And um, so I started to work on, on, the, on the command and I decided to create a command which generates a local.xml file because I had to do that several times. <laughs> and so I had a, a feature tool with one command. And on the next day, I showed that to, to a colleague. And he said to me, wow, that, that's cool. Can we add additional commands? And um, that was the start of the tool, but it was not planned. Yeah, so uh, you're you're literally literally correct when you say the Swiss Army knife of Magento. I'm sure the Swiss Army knife started with just the blade, and then somebody said we want a scissors, and somebody said we want a comb, and somebody said we need a bottle opener, and it's a fantastic tool. Um, so you have been very active in the Magento community for since the beginning of Magento. Um, how have you seen Magento change over the years, uh, especially in Germany since you first started uh, developing on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a com complex question. So I think um, in Germany, uh, we have a, a good tradition in this uh, Magento, um, the, I think the Meet Magento conference uh, series started in Germany and uh, there's a, uh, an old community of Magento guys in Germany. A lot of them still stick to Magento 1. There's a lot of Magento 1, but uh, it's 
it's different today, but um, in, as, as I started to, to work with Magento, Magento was uh, not released. So it was a 0.8 version, <laughs> beta version. And at this time, there was not such a diversity of um, kind of systems. So you had uh, less systems, no, no freedom of choice. <laughs> A lot of systems were closed source, and um, other systems were not so feature rich. And then Magento um, yeah, entered the market with an open source software. It was based on on Zen framework, which was also very um, popular at this time. And in our company, we used Zen framework components to create custom uh, yeah, development stuff. And uh, so we started with Magento. It was also my, my entry point to the Magento community. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think I remember uh, seeing something when Magento 2 came out and then the B2B version came out, you you were part of a roadshow. I, I was very interested in seeing your experience uh, on that Magento B2B version that was introduced and, and how you interacted or how the clients liked the product when that part of it came out. Because I, th I, I do feel like Magento that, or Adobe Commerce, the strongest part of their system still is now their B2B component. Yeah, okay. I think it, it started a bit earlier. So, so we were part of the, of the beta process of, the, of Magento 2. Uh, for example, I was uh, one of the developers who created the first Magento Enterprise um, shop in Europe. And uh, that was also a hard, hard time because if you, if you develop with a beta version or maybe an alpha version and you have some issues in your, in your shop, then you have to figure out if it's a problem of a missing feature, is it a problem of the core, is it a problem that you don't understand how you have to, to code something and you have to upgrade several times during this development process in a very unstable way. So this was really a hard experience, but the, the advantage for me was I was uh, really early in the, involved in Magento 2. Um, by the way, I used Matron, Matron 2 to learn Magento 2. So, I thought yeah. the feed the commands from Richard wants to, so I had to figure out how is that solved in Channel 2. And uh, it's, it's similar to the B2B component, which uh, was released later on. So I was in, involved in a project where we used the B2B comments before they was released. Uh, also a very unstable way. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh... Any merch or anybody would would uh, would hesitate to use anything in alpha or even beta version in production. But I think sometimes we're we're forced to do that. We're forced to uh, not forced, but uh, the 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 carrot is out there where we'd like to use some of those features and we'd like to use them sooner than later. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, so I know that now the most the the, the buzzword around uh, around Magento or Adobe Commerce is headless. 
And I think that's okay. where we're all excited to see and where it's going. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your experiences around headless and using Adobe Commerce and headless? Yeah, that's, that's also a, a wide topic, headless. And I think um, if we look on the market, so we see several solutions. So for example, few storefront, PWA Studio, and um, there are also other solutions, but they all are um, single page applications, headless single page applications. And what I am missing, what I miss is um, a multi-page application headless. It's, it's a missing piece in the market. And um, currently I, I develop with some of my colleagues, um, yeah, a prototype of a multi-page application specialized for B2B. Because so it's, maybe, it's uh, the market. Yeah, maybe we could give a little bit of background to, to if there's any merchants listening, what, what the difference would be from a single page application to a multi-page application. Could we, okay. Can we just ex maybe explain that a little bit for people who may not understand it? Yeah, single page application means that you have one entry point you just to load uh, your website in the browser and um, you have one page and the page contains the whole application it's loaded in um, several requests but you have only one page and inside this single page you navigate and after you have loaded the single page you can um, communicate for example with apis and you have uh, only a delta of, of data which is transferred to the server and back so the example would be a PWA Studio would be a single page application that's right now being sponsored by Adobe Commerce. Right, right. sometimes, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Yeah, sometimes there's a bit confusion about uh, the terms, so single page app and uh, headless and PWA, but it's different. So you can also have a, a multi-page app which contains pwa features and um, and um, yeah it's a, it's a group of techniques so pwa and uh, single page app um, pwa studio is for is one example for a single page app which is head it's a headless solution for magento one single page app and pwa <laughs> and a few storefront same. And, and so, somebody could theoretically build out a multi-page app on Drupal with connecting Magento as the back-end uh, data components. Is that correct? That's that's correct. So a multi-page application is what we what we had in the past. So a standard PHP application is uh, mostly a, a multi-page application. And uh, you can yeah, create multi-patch application in the technology you want. And uh, what, what's missing for me is that there's no special multi-patch application dedicated for Magento. Yeah, and I think the advantage of that, and I've thought about this as well, would be something like Maybe maybe a bulk of your marketing material would be in your single page application, and then you could disperse that into, into a multi-page application for 
other features, including the card, and that that doesn't restrict you then to some of those uh, specific things that are around PWA Studio and your cart or your payment or your checkout or whatever. Yeah, right. So, so I see some technical problems in the current single page application uh, solution. So, for example, I see that components are front end components are loading their own data, and that leads into yeah, the situation that you have a lot of requests to your to your Magento backend system. And I think it's not the right way that um, you um, that the front end components manage where the data comes from. And um, I see that in several solutions uh, where I digged into the code, it's, it's one big issue for me. And, and one thing is that it's not 100% uh, optimized for search engines. So search engines have to, to pass uh, to load um, the application and you have big issues in the way they generate server-side content. It's, it's hard for developers to develop that in a way that it runs perfect for the search engine. It's possible to, to deal with that issue, but um, it's complex for developers. It's also what I see that a lot of Magento developers have problems to, to use these new techniques for PWA Studio and few storefront. Yeah, and we hope, we hope because Progressive Web App is a Google's Google sort of program or Google sort of um, way of doing things that Google has also thought about the search engine and how it's doing. But I think you're right that it, it does come down to how the developers are doing it to make sure that it's, it's done correctly. And I think one of the issues not right now at this time is that there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of documentation or education around how developers should do that, or there isn't a central point in which developers would do it this way and then becomes common across all development uh, items for that single page application. And what's, what's your experience with, with the existing Magento developers? I, my experience is that, that some of them are very interested to, to learn, for example, Node.js, and to develop in, in React components, but um, there are a lot of guys who are very backend related, and they are, they don't want to use this uh, modern modern front end stack. Yeah, it's been my experience that your typical long term Magento front end developer may or may not be interested in learning React and how to do it in PWA Studio. And I think from an agency standpoint, it might be that the agency sort of has to say, here's where we're going and you need to get on board with this. Mm -hmm. Or there has to be a developer who's super interested and they're going to take it in on their own to learn it. But I think, you know, I've been doing a lot of interviews uh, on this topic specifically around React or, or you know, the, 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 um, the PWA version versus a traditional version. And it is a different developer type. And sometimes it may just mean that you want to get a React developer. And, and I think Yissa Ritzma has said many times mm -hmm. that those 
people who already know React are very comfortable in doing that, even if it's on Magento or, or I mean, PWA store views or view storefront or whatever the whatever the stack is, they're comfortable in doing that. So it's it's really down to the team you're you're working with, and then of course to the individual developer and how they want to learn and grow in in their own personal best practice. Yeah, but so, it's also my yeah yeah go ahead. Also, what what I what I see in in our HTTPs is we have yeah we have more front developers now than in the past. The the, the way of creating apps. Uh, or shops is, is changing, and uh, we have much more archi architect architecture uh, architectures in uh, in the wild. In, in the past, we had a simple Magento shop, and now we have headless, non-headless. We have uh, few storefront. We have PWA Studio. We have <laughs> complex uh, infrastructure with, with Kubernetes clusters, and it's it's more and more and more and more complex, and that's why I. I thought, hey, stop, stop. There must be a simpler solution, for, for example, for a B2B portal. And why not use PHP to create the front end application? And uh, then you can use uh, React on few components on top of the multi page application. That solves my issue that I have to have less developers. I can use them for the front end application. <laughs> And and are you working on a prototype of this right now? Yeah, it's 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 more than a prototype, so it's currently possible to to log in, to log out, and all process communication is uh, done uh, with REST APIs and, and GraphQL. But uh, we try to uh, use Elasticsearch wherever possible to to fetch the data, so like in view storefront. Uh, but the big difference is that. The front-end application um, contains no logic. There's no database involved, but there's a session, session management front-end application, which um, helps that we don't have to talk all the time with the Magento backend and the improvement. For example, the mini card at the top is, is cached in the front-end application. But in general, we, we talk only with Elasticsearch and fetch the data from Elasticsearch. But the process stuff is done in Magento. So we, we use all the APIs and in the prototype, we have covered all API scopes. So you can use the REST API in admin scope, customer scope, anonymous scope, also the REST the GraphQL APIs. And um, the good thing is if uh, Adobe creates new APIs, for PWA Studio, I can also use them in my application. Oh, good. Um, so then, uh, on on your new prototype, how do you how is the front end going to work for a developer? Is it is it you could use a traditional model, you could use a custom model, or is it going to be some kind of a React or Java based model? Yeah, it's the idea is that we don't reinvent the wheel, <laughs> so we use a, a very small in a Symfony application in front end, and then we use most of the stuff which is included in, in Symfony. So the templates are a Twig templates uh, with some yeah, functions added, especially to create uh, search engine-friendly URLs 
uh, to format prices, but uh, it's, it's very common than standard. And um, yeah, on top, we decided to use few components, but only on in some positions of the system where we need that. But uh, different is uh, it's not uh, um, yeah, in, if, you, if I look in GWS Studio or a few stuff on the whole application is, is generated in this few components. In our case, only a part of the system depends on that. And the front-end developers can choose the front-end stack they want. So I kind of kind of going on the topic of, of headless and complexity, one thing I'm trying to help merchants understand is that the simple fact that they're going to sp split between two. So we have a Magento backend and then we're going to have a headless. It do doesn't necessarily have to be thought about from their standpoint as more complicated since we are deploying something anyways. Um, my thought on this is that um, we, if you deploy Magento separately from your front end, that it's just another deployment that you have to do. And it could make your job easier because you don't have to QA and check so many things if you're deploying a whole nother Magento version again and again and again. Uh, what is your view on the complexity and making it, uh, making at least um, merchants feel good about this complexity doesn't offer a lot of complexity for them? Yeah, the, the first the first thing is, I don't think that headless is a solution for every uh, shop. So if you have a really standard uh, shop with um, a card and a, and a standard checkout and some products, then why use uh, a headless uh, infrastructure if it's enough in, in a standard shop? Because it's fast enough and uh, yeah, it's 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 good to go with a standard shop. Then maybe Hoopa is also a solution for that if you need a, a fast front end. Uh, in my case, I choose this headless solution if I have, a, have requirements um, which are, yeah, bring me to the position that I have to change so much stuff in the Magento uh, system so that I have to rewrite a lot of modules then it's hard to, to modify the Magento, uh, yeah, the way Magento handles, for example, prices or, or also checkout works. Uh, then the header solution could be a good fit for you. In, in our case, we have to deal a lot uh, with SAP systems. And uh, if you have this SAP system in place, then it's very common that you transfer the whole card to the ERP system. The ERP system calculates um, prices and replaces items in the card and you get the whole card back. And so it's, it's so different to the standard checkout that it's uh, that Magento is um, blocking me here. <laughs> and, and I have to rewrite the whole checkout for that. Then I am faster if I implement my own checkout from scratch in a headless solution. Yeah, and I think you brought up a really important point that it doesn't, headless is not for everybody and it doesn't necessarily have to be for everybody. Uh, 
No, you did bring up Hufa, Haifa, however you want mm -hmm. to say it. Um, and I'm excited about that particular theme because I think a lot of us have been have been put into some complacency about how fast Magento is. And uh, some of the competition has said, well, Magento doesn't, you can't get your Magento 2 store to load any faster than two or three seconds or four seconds for Luma or whatever it is. Um, so I, I'm, I'm refreshed by the fact that we're seeing faster stores now. Um, can you yeah, comment by, a little? By the way, I'm, I'm really inspired by the Hoover team the, the, because they, uh, a lot of people are arguing with, with the way Magento do something like, like the front-end uh, stuff with require.js and so on. But uh, it's, I like people who change stuff or try out stuff and don't uh, think Adobe should solve that uh, all the time. Because it's hard for Adobe to to change stuff, they have to be up, uh, yeah provide a system which is up, um, yeah backwards compatible in, in several ways, so they cannot change from one to another day how the system works. But uh, third-party solutions can do that. They don't have to respect backwards compatibility here. So I like uh, the way the Hoover guides. Um, created a solution for, for yeah, to which resolves a lot of pain points. <laughs> yeah, and I think that we've seen the innovation that's come out of the Magento and now Adobe community come from this exact type of thing where it's been identified that something isn't good or isn't even great. And hey, let's make something better. Just like you were talking about, it's, the checkout process may not work for you. Magento offers you the ability to reinvent it and make it new for whatever you need. And if that works for the broader market, that's even better. And we've seen, you know, Magento adopt specific things even in their core code later down the line uh, for all of those needs. So I'm 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 equally excited and impressed with what the Hufa team has done in such a short amount of time. Um, can yeah, you, they, they, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and they also um, inspired me to think about this missing piece in the market. And so I decided to try out, um, yeah, a solution with a multi-page application. And after some hours of, of code, writing code, I, I had a first working, yeah, mini prototype. <laughs> and, and it's, I was so fast in, in the development speed that um, I showed that colleagues and they are also yeah, inspired to, to create a better solution. And so, but the, the initial process start, started with the, the Hoover guys who yeah, inspired me. <laughs> and is your solution, is it gonna be available for us to try in an open source format? Yeah, it's, it's uh, one topic I have to discuss with our uh, CEO. So <laughs> okay, maybe, so maybe soon yeah, in maybe the future not. we'll see it. <laughs> um, but, good. But um, I, I will talk about that in, in, the, in the webinar, at least that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, if, you, if there's any show notes we can share later, that would be fantastic. Um,
so a little, I, I think um, you've been, you've been part of a lot of the unconferences around Magento and part of what Magento has, has what's made Magento so new, unique is the vibrant community that we have. Um, what do you, how do you feel the state of our current Magento community is and where it's going? Yeah, I'm a bit, yeah, it's, it's, I see it, I'm a little bit pessimistic. So it's, it's, I see it, Adobe is um, bringing in more and more, uh, how can I explain it? Uh, it's more enterprise focus in the, in their world. And Magento is really um, huge in, in the long tail. Of, of shops, so there are a lot of agencies, also smaller agencies, uh, freelancers who work with Forgento and they start with Forgento one, and they were successful. They created a really bunch of shops, so a lot of shops. So Magento was a market leader here, um, but it's it's because there are a lot of open source um, additions in in the market. And um, I'm, I'm personally in a, in a bubble because uh, at work, we nearly used to 90% uh, commerce edition, but I, but I also see the other uh, agencies and the other solutions. And uh, I think the, the way Adobe pushes the community is more in, in the enterprise segment. And uh, yeah. especially in especially in Germany, I see a lot of developers um, working now with Shopware instead of Magento because it's hard for a single developer to create a, a complex Magento two shop. Yeah. Um, how about the where Magento is going, or let's just say Adobe Commerce. Do you think the Magento 3 will be Adobe Commerce 3 SaaS version <laughs> at some point in the future? Oh, <laughs> um, I'm not sure if they will call the product Magento 3 because uh, it's um, it sounds bad for marketing. <laughs> so there's a lot of issues in the switch from one to two. Um, but I see that they change the way the system works and uh, I see some kind of microservice architecture there. And maybe we can call it that Magento 3 because it's so different to the current solution. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, is, it is rapidly changing, certainly. Um, all right, well, we have about 10 minutes left. Uh, can you... Tell us what, what's interesting you right now for reading materials, maybe podcasts. Uh, what, what do you have that's, uh, that would be interesting for others? Yeah, podcasts. I, I um, hear a lot of podcasts, mainly in the car, <laughs> when I drive in the car. And I have some German podcasts. I'm not sure if they're interesting for, for other people, but uh, one podcast I want to mention because it's so... Um, yeah, unknown. It's uh, the podcast is called Request for Comments, 
And the idea is that they discuss RFDs. That sounds very boring, but it's not boring because they explain everything in very detailed way. So for example, you have an eight-hour talk about encryption and certifications. And, um, and you said RFP? Uh, RFC. Oh, RFC, sorry, RFC. okay. Um, and um, what is RFC? Can you just explain? A request for comment. Um, oh, right, so oh yeah, I'm it's, sorry, it's, okay. It's about the standards. Yeah, yeah, got it, <laughs> the, okay. The idea is that they, they choose one RFC and then they explain everything in the RFC for, oh, for several yes. hours. <laughs> okay. And, and so you that... can choose if you are interested to to, to know what's uh, what's uh, yeah inside this RFC, but uh, not every RFC is interesting. So, but especially the RFCs about uh, encryption and how um, certificates and uh, work, I, I learned a lot of stuff there. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, and if you were to be able to say to a merchant something that they should be be looking for now in the near future, what would what kind of advice would you give them? To a merchant? Yes. Like what's the one thing that they could they should and could be looking at right now, maybe around Adobe Commerce? Oh, that's 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 a really hard a really hard question for me because I'm not a a guy who, who sells features, but um, but I think um, merchants should be open for new technologies, and um, they should not try to save too much money in, on the on the wrong end. <laughs> and uh, I see a lot of merchants who are not. Um, think yeah, you know, not thinking about uh, the cost of a of an e-commerce solution. You know? So you need several kind of budgets in the, in the shop, and uh, some merchants invest most of the money in feature development because you can see the features, but no one knows that the shop exists. So you need all the marketing budget and and a maintenance budget. And um, so, so my advice is that don't save some money on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, and you're not the first person to say, you know, to give that sort of answer where the merchants have to have a broader view on what their entire solution is doing. Don't just focus on one thing and one specific feature or one technology and, and keep your mind open to what, what is out there and I think that our landscape is going to continue to change even faster for all these new features that are coming out and merchants have to keep their eyes open on, on what's new out there. Yeah, and we need to try out things and we, we should also accept that some of the stuff we create fails, then we remove this, we should remove that. Um, and it's, it's not a good idea to invest all of the money only in, in a feature, in a rich feature that, and uh, no one knows that the shop exists and maybe the, the customers don't want these features. 
but we create these features because we like these features. So it's, uh, we have to respect our own customers here. <laughs> yeah. And we should talk to them. So maybe it's a good idea to, to yeah, invest some kind of yeah, part of the, of the money to talk with the customers. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Uh, and if you were to get, have a chance to give a shameless plug about anything, what would you plug right now? Oh, that's, that's, that's a wrong question for me. I'm, I'm not a selling guy. <laughs> so I would like to inspire other developers to, to talk on conferences or to, to bring in content to, to local meetups. So, so I, would like advertise uh, to to visit meetups if it's possible after COVID, <laughs> or maybe invest some time to to tell people what what you are doing. And um, some people think it's not important what I do. No one is interested, but it's not not true. So uh, if you if you are creating anything. Um, tell the people about that. There are always nice guys in the community which uh, which discuss that with you and uh, they they like that. So yeah, and one of the best the best on conference is always the one that happens in Germany, uh, and I had the pleasure of going to it in 2019, the on conference in Cologne. And uh, we probably won't have it this year, but I'm certain that 2022 will have an unconference in Cologne. And that's a great opportunity for developers to just do whatever they need and people vote on that topic that's gonna come out. My shameless plug is that I'm promoting an unconference and hackathon in, in Orlando, Florida in 2022. Uh, that would be around that, this same idea where, where developers would have a chance to speak about a topic and we would also maybe have a chance to uh, to do some work on, on Adobe Commerce uh, with a whole group of people. And of course, Disney World is there. So um, th that is also, it's not as good as a Cologne, Germany, but certainly uh, Disney World for some people is a, is a big draw. So I don't understand why there's never been a Magento conference or anything that's happened in Orlando, but I'm pushing for 2022 January Orlando, Florida. Oh, great. I hope I can join. Yes. I was never absolutely. in Florida. <laughs> well, the, January is a great time to go because it's warm. And in Minnesota, it's like minus 20 Celsius. <laughs> okay. I, I think you have nearly the same um, temperature in, in Minnesota than, than in Germany at this time. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not minus 20 in Germany, but <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Uh, uh, Christian, I thank you so much for taking this time. And um, uh, this has been a great conversation. And, and again, thank you so much for doing Mage Run. It has been such a help to so many developers for all these years. Uh, and I know there's so many different aspects about it that uh, maybe a super techie talk that we could go into that if somebody's <laughs> very interested in it, uh, but they can certainly find it on GitHub and we'll put as many of the show notes as we can onto onto that to, so they could look up uh, a mage run uh 
but I, I know that you're always at the forefront of your development thoughts and thinking, and I really appreciate this time. Yeah, thank you very much. It was an honor for me to speak here. And um, I'm, I always appreciate it to, to talk with you. <laughs> yes, danke schön. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Have a good night. Ciao. Tschüss. Ciao. <laughs> the Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet SwiftDotter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento certification study materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at SwiftDotter.com. TalkCommerce is brought to you by eWay Corp. Cloud is the new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. eWay Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P dot com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.